This is a sermon podcast from Ashland First United Methodist Church in Ashland, Oregon. Visit us online at ashlandmethodist.org for more sermons like this, church information, and how to get involved. Ashland Methodist, a community of open hearts, open minds, and open doors. Rejoice! Rejoice, I say! This is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. It is a joy to be with you today and giving this message. In our reading today from Galatians, the Word of God tells us to let the Holy Spirit control our lives. As a result, our life produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Letting the Holy Spirit control our lives is a tall order. A popular Methodist song reiterates, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Will those that meet know we are Christians by our love? Easier said than done, right? In a world filled with fear and hate, where we are constantly bombarded by negativity, it is hard to know what we should be doing to demonstrate our faith, our Christian love, to live our faith. It is so much easier to lay low and let our daily existence and routine wash over us. It is confusing sometimes to know the right thing to do, to know how to lead a life led by the Holy Spirit, or just what to say. The love of God does begin which, with each of us. What is it that we can do to show we are Christians by our love? What does that look like? How do we personally make a difference? Where is that roadmap to Christian living? In our reading from the book of Luke, Jesus tells James and John, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for the souls of men. Jesus calls his disciples to be fishers of men and instructs them not to be afraid. There are a couple of clues in Jesus' words that are powerful beyond measure. They are simple instructions. Don't be afraid. But sometimes we let fear control our lives. I have been there many times. In the year 2000, I was a brand new high school principal with a goal to take my school from good to great. My town and my superintendent were counting on me. The school culture was not very positive, although there were some amazing educators in the building. I spent the summer researching and reading about what great schools do. And thankfully, my boss sent me to a model schools conference in Washington, D.C., where I learned about a book called Fish, Catch the Energy 
and release the potential. Has anyone ever read this book? Show of hands. Okay, one person, good. How many of you have ever been to Pike's Place Fish Market in Seattle? Raise your hand. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about when I talk about let's have some fun because that's the Pike's Place Fish Market. So you have an idea of what I'm gonna talk about. The great little book teaches four basic premises for changing the culture of a school or a workplace. But more importantly for United Methodists, it can provide us with the roadmap for a God-centered life. Even though it is not a Christian book, it really provides us with some simple ways to center our lives in the demonstration of our faith. It gives the nuts and bolts for what it means to lead a godly life. There is also a hymn with words, more like you, Jesus, more like you. The simple premises of this book help us focus on the essentials. So after attending the conference in D.C. and reading the fish book, I bought a copy of the book for everyone in my building and sent it to my staff in the mail as required summer reading. Honestly, not all of my staff appreciated that assignment. However, there were a few that loved it. So when I began my principal career, my staff and I formulated a plan to start applying the fish philosophy in our school. This morning, I want to tell you about the fish philosophy, and maybe you will want to personally apply it in your life. Premise number one of the book, choose your attitude. Ask yourself, who do I want to be? Do you want to be impatient, bored, resentful, manipulative, fearful, inconsiderate, and pessimistic, or do you want to be joyful, loving, interested, helpful, supportive, grateful, effective, and kind? Pretty easy decision, I think. Ask yourself, what kind of day do I want to have? Do you wake up in the morning singing Oklahoma's song, oh, what a beautiful morning, oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a beautiful feeling that everything is going my way. Well, maybe not, but you get the gist. Be positive, affirm, be joyful. You choose what kind of day you are going to have. Trust, trust in God. In Joshua 1.9, God directs us to be strong and courageous for the Lord is with us wherever we go. Take a deep breath. God's got your back. You can be glad. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let the Holy Spirit into your life. And maybe listen a little less to the news and pray some prayers of thanksgiving instead. Rule number two, play, have fun, laugh a little. 
Psalms 100 tells us to shout for joy. Good advice. Our God is a loving God. He wants us to be joyful and have fun. Be energized. Rejoice. What do you like to do for fun? What gives you joy? How, I want us to remember, however, that if you have a song in your heart and you daydream a little and you just put a smile on your face, just about anything you do can be fun. But there is so much we can do to have fun, to be happy and joyful. For example, just step outside and look at the blue sky and the puffy white clouds. Ride your bike, go for a walk, or plant a seed and feel the warm earth in your fingers. When was the last time you sat on a swing? Played a game, chose to play, choose to play every day, even just for a little while. It will energize your spirit, and that is what makes God smile. Demonstrate joy, laugh, have fun. Number three in the list, make their day. If someone met you on the street, could they tell you were a Christian? They'll know we are Christians by our love, right? Do you greet strangers? Do you smile and wave at people that you don't know? This is an area I need to work on, of course. We all get wrapped up in our fast-paced lives, and we forget to show love for others, to value them by acknowledging them. We sometimes let fear control us, and we're unwilling to take a risk. We become complacent in everyday tasks, just, and we just don't pay attention, attention to other people like we should. Remember, we choose our day, we control our attitude. In Philippians 4.8, Paul tells Christians to fix their thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and dwell on the fine, good things in others. Never forget that one small action does indeed make a difference. So make someone's day. Smile, wave, say hello. Be an example for others. Pick up the trash someone else has left on the ground. Write a thank you note. Pay it forward. Share the love. Make their day by caring about other people, not just those that you love, but people you don't even know. And last, number four, be present. This is it. The past is history, so don't dwell there. The future is unknown, so don't worry and fret. Live today. Live now. This day is a gift. Pay attention. Opportunities are all around us. Thomas Edison said, Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. <laughs> Working at something is the key. Putting in some effort 
can make all the difference in our lives. What do you work at? Just look at this church. It's an important and integral part of our lives and this community. Important to us because it is a touchstone where we come to pray, to sing, to recharge our spirit. So many Christian things happen here, but it could be so much more. Bell choirs, children's choirs, celebrations, meditation groups, outreach groups, prayer groups, and I could go on and on. The people in this room are our brothers and sisters in Christ, our family. Do you see it that way? We need each other and this holy place. This is our special time in the history of mankind. We have chosen to be here together. We are, in a sense, at a new beginning with a new pastor coming. Let us strengthen this church by being present for one another. Let's work at incorporating the Holy Spirit in our lives. The possibilities are limitless. Let us use our Christian gifts, love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We are at our best when we are caring for one another, loving, supporting, and encouraging each other along our pathway. In Hebrew 10, verse 24, Paul directs us to outdo each other in being helpful and kind to each other, in doing good. Be present. There is a Bonnie Rayet song that gives us an idea to show that we are on the right path. In speaking about love, she sings, feels like home to me. When we are loving Christians, when others can see by our actions that we are loving each other and life, we know we are home. Life is truly a gift, and you are the star of your production. And let us not forget what Jesus told us in Luke 5. Don't be afraid. And go be fishers of men. We are disciples too, you know. So choose your attitude. Play. Make their day and be present. Your Christian life depends on it. God bless you now and in this moment and forevermore. Amen.